I'm your host, Drew Osman, on a special edition of Finding Your Purpose podcast.
Praise the Lord, everybody, and thank you for joining this special edition of Finding Your Purpose podcast. I am your host. This means war. What the devil means for evil, God will make it good. You can email me at findingyourpurposepod at gmail.com. That is findingyourpurposepod at gmail.com. This podcast obviously has the name Finding Your Purpose Podcast. That is the goal of this podcast. I hope I am getting that across in some way, and I hope the people that I've had has been a blessing. I know it has been a major blessing for me. And oftentimes, young people say, I don't have a purpose in the church. I'm not a singer. I'm not a musician. When the pastor needs something done around the church as far as carpentry or a water leak or something, he can't call me because I don't know the first thing about carpentry or any of that. Uh, As far as Sunday school goes, I've heard people say, well, you know, I've I'm not crafty like she is. I'm not a good teacher. I'm not good at speaking. When I go knock doors, I, I'm unable to talk. I freeze up. I ain't got a good personality. That's nothing more than a live hell because everybody has a purpose. And if there ever was a time the church needs to get on your knees and pray that God will help us to find your purpose, it's now. Because everybody has a purpose and time is of the essence, and time is very short. Today, I'm going to bring to the phone Elder Brad Lambeth. I felt impressed in the Holy Ghost to have him come back on this podcast. And I know that sounds a little funny considering this is a podcast, but I do take the podcast very seriously. I pray about who I need to have on here, and I really felt for this time to have him back on, and I wasn't planning to do that. And, you know, after the podcast was over today, I sat back and I thought, wow, now I know why I felt that. This podcast and some of the things he had to say was absolutely tremendous and very good insight on his opinion on what the church needs to look for and how the church needs to move forward. And I hope that everybody will enjoy this. And I will say, everybody, this is not overstepping anybody's pastor or anything like that. This podcast is on mere opinion, and it's conversation. I'm asking preachers and men on their opinion on certain situations. And if your pastor takes a different stance, you know, go by what your pastor says. Um, But this is just a podcast of conversation to hopefully be a help to somebody. And uh, if there ever was a time we needed to pray for our pastors, it is now. And uh, these are some unprecedented times. But if we can bring uh, Elder Lambert to the phone today, I hope that this podcast will be a blessing to someone. God bless. Praise the Lord, Brother Lambert. How are you, sir? Praise the Lord, Brother Osmond. Doing great, man. Good to hear your voice once again. Yes, sir. Absolutely. It's good to, good to talk to you again. I I really appreciate you coming back on. I enjoy it. I'm honored. And I think you're doing a great job. So here well, I am. You. Well, I appreciate that. So if you could tell us a little bit about what's going on in Brazil right now since the last time we talked to you. Uh, Brazil is a, 
it's always been that way. Brazil is a is a melting pot of all kinds of situations, be it political situations, be it economical situations, be it cultural situations, and be it spiritual. You know, it, it's it's yes, across sir. the board. Um, politically, politically, the coronavirus has brought out. Um, some very unusual situations. Uh, the Brazilian president is somewhat like Trump. You know, he's uh-huh. uh, uh, he, he's he's one of those business guys. You know, sort of live and let die, let her rip. You know, yeah. uh, fully yeah. on the torpedoes, full speed ahead, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yes. Uh, about half of the Brazilian state governors are either socialist or communist. Mm-hmm. So they don't mix very well with the president. So there is this ongoing feud with about half of Brazil against the president because uh, they want the idea of free handouts. Because if you give out, you know, uh, uh, whatever unemployment yeah. benefits and all that, well, then you guarantee your votes, you know, because who doesn't like, you know, everyone right. likes a free handout every yeah. month. And so uh, they want they want the people to become very de- uh, dependent, financially dependent. And so closing down the businesses is to their advantage. Stuck between the two of them, you have the city mayors who um, uh, who are up for reelection this year. Mm-hmm. And so they need they need to get something going and they're stuck between the president who wants to open it wide open and there's some of these governors who want to close it down mm-hmm. more. And so when whatever mayor tries to reopen, the governor will come back in there and order it closed back down again. And, oh, man. and so it's, it's, it's a mixed up thing. Um, yes. uh, culturally, Brazilians have always been very, passive in the sense they don't they're very passionate about certain things especially on a family level but on a national level uh they're not up to the fight so there's not ever really big groups you know in other words there's never been a civil war in brazil of any amount uh brazil has never been in a war war brazil is just you know it just um Again, you're back to that deal, live and let die. Just just leave us alone. Let us do yeah. our thing, and, mm-hmm. you know, and as long as we got lights and water, who cares what happens on the other right. side of the world, you know? Yes, sir. So spiritually, spiritually, things are very much, you know, uh, agitated. They have always been in Brazil. Brazil has the largest population of devil worshipers of the world. Wow. Um they, they, they are they are a major uh, some of them are open devil worshipers some are uh, you know whatever you want to call it uh, uh, they sympathize strongly some of them are Catholics who hide under the guise of Catholic to be devil worshipers at night wow. so there's a lot there's a lot going on in that area also. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's we're living in very unusual times, very unusual times, as you all are, too. <laughs> yes, sir. We all are. Uh, yeah. So I was just thinking now y'all's church. If I'm 
thinking correctly, do y'all have a devil worshiping church in front of y'all's church or somewhere in that area? Um, there, the last time I counted, there were seven of them within a block and a half, two blocks of our church. Wow. There is one about, uh, there's two of them. One is about, oh, 50 yards away from our back gate. And there's another one about 50 yards away from our front gate. You wow. know, our, our, our church complex goes, uh, it goes across the block. In other words, we have a street in the back and a street in the front. So the back gate, there's one about, it, that one's a pretty big, bad one. It's about 50, 50 yards away. The one in front is not quite as bad. It's about 50 yards away the other direction. Wow. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them. Do y'all, I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but do y'all kind of have their attention and, and respect a little bit as far as um, knowing? I don't I don't know if the right word is respect. Right. Uh, yes, when, when, when my father died, there was a major devil worshiper that came and brought flowers to dad's funeral and refused to step in the churchyard to, you know, the, the, the usher said, go on in there, put it in there by the casket or whatever. And he refused said, I can't step on that land there, this Ooh. land. He <laughs> said, I, I, he said, but however, my spirits or my guides, they call them guides, told me that this man that died was a major source of power in this city. So I came to, you know, to honor his power, not not necessarily to recognize it in the sense that I, I submit to it, but in the sense that they respect, you know, if you got more power than I do, well, then, you know, I, I salute you kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, let, let me let me tell you a little let me tell you a little interesting story yes, that just 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 came into my uh, into my fell into my lap just yeah. just uh, a few days ago, which is more or less connected to what you just got through saying. Yes, sir. Um, um, we we with our churches closed down, and you can tell you can invite me anytime you want as long as you can put up with my little uh, you know my little wanderings off down uh, little you go rabbit ahead. trails. I'm I love it. <laughs> and so because most of our churches are, you know, or all of our churches until last week were closed down. Um, one of our churches that is closed down, which is not too far away, about 20 minutes from where I'm at, the church is closed down. So one of the workers or one of the lay ministers or whatever set up a table on the sidewalk in front of the church. Um, after he got off from his work, off from his job, well, he would set up this table and, um, would uh would hand out tracks to whoever you know whoever came by here here we're, we're closed down but hey we're going to be reopening hey we'll pray for you whatever 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 and so um he's he told me uh his wife told me that um what was it maybe last friday i would suppose he was in front of the church and this couple came by in front he handed them a track and he noticed they were sort of hesitant and sort of different and this and this and that. And he said, he said, well, you know, you know, are you okay? Do you, you need any help? Can you want me to pray for you? He said, how, how about me just unlocking the front door here and um, you can come in here and I'll, I'll, I'll pray for you guys. And so they accepted it. And so they went in and he laid hands on him and prayed for him, this empty building and prayed for him in this empty building. And he said, they both started crying. He said, especially the woman really, really cried. And so 
he said, well, you know, you know, what, what, you know, why, why are you crying so much? And, and now I'm fixing to answer what you had just asked. And so yes, sir. she, she told him, she said, well, she said, me and my husband, we've been devil worshipers all of our lives, all of our <laughs> lives. And she says, this is the first time in my life that I've ever stepped into a church building. Ooh. First time in my life I've ever stepped into a church building. And she said when we would go out to lay our sacrifices, which is still very, very common in Brazil. You know, wow. you go out and put down animal sacrifices. Uh, you know, that's very common in Brazil. And wow. so she said when we would go out to lay our animal sacrifices and all that, we would always choose a route or a path that did not make us walk in front of a church. We would never, we wouldn't even walk in front of a church. So the, the this worker, this, this minister said, well, okay, well then what are you doing in here? I mean, you know, if that's, if that's the way you've lived your life, why are you in here today right now? <laughs> and so she answered him and said, well, she said two months ago, she said, we got an invitation to go to a, uh, a drug rehab deal, which is run by a pastor. And so a Trinity pastor. Mm -hmm. And so uh, she said, we went, we were standing there and she says, and uh, he started service and it was the first service for them, although they weren't in a church building, but they were out, you know, in a field or whatever. And so, and so this pastor, this Trinity pastor started the service. And she said, she says, you know, she says he didn't talk very long or whatever. And she said he invited this other guy that was there to come and preach the message. And the guy that this Trinity pastor had invited was John John, my oh, son. Wow. And wow. the reason why John John was there was because John John was trying to, you know, trying to get this Trinity pastor to be baptized in Jesus name. That was, that was his, that was, that was what he felt he needed to do. So he went on the same day he was there visiting this Trinity pastor and this Trinity pastor was having service. And this Trinity pastor invited him to preach. Wow. And so John, John is preaching more or less quote unquote to the pastor, but who's in the audience is this couple. Wow. Devil worshipers. And so they said, they, they, this is more or less what they said. I can't remember. I, of course, I wasn't there, but the, 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 his wife told me. She, she said, they said, said well, you know, the, the, the pastor didn't make an impression on us. She said, but when this young, tall man started preaching, mm. she said, we decided that day that we would never, ever go back to devil worshiping. She said, that wow. was two months ago. And she says, we've been sitting at home trying to figure out what to do. And she said, and she said, then you hand us a track. And here we are inside this empty building and feeling God for the first time in their lives. Wow. And so this worker, he asked us, well, what's, what's this, what's this guy's name that preached that impacted you so much about Jesus? And she says, well, his name was sort of a strange name, John or john john or whatever so they're trying to pronounce his name <laughs> and so they're in a church building and so 
oh god have mercy stuff like this just it messes my mind the way that god works yeah and so and so and so this 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 worker he says well you know you know the pastor you just described he's one of our pastors you came you came to the place where he has preached many times oh my word isn't that amazing isn't that an amazing story yeah, and I, I, I think, brother, I think, brother Osmond, I think what's more amazing about the story, I think what makes me a greater impression is the fact that we often think that we are, how can I say it in English? We often think that we are aiming mm -hmm. at this guy <laughs> and the debris, the Holy Ghost debris, if I can use that word. Yes splatters across the whole congregation mm -hmm. and falls on the heart of a couple of devil worshipers. Now that, that, that to me, it, you know, yes, sir. It, 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 it takes my breath away because when you step out in the Holy Ghost, you don't really, 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 really know who the Holy Ghost is aiming for or to. You no. do your job, but the Holy Ghost uh, leftovers or waves or whatever. Yes, sir. It's sort of like what I preached there at y'all's church, you know. Well, you know, we're, we're going to give bread to this one, but, you know, the bread goes to here, but yet, the bread spreads and it feeds 5,000. The bread, you know, and yes, so that's not the intended target, mm -hmm. but that's what God ends up doing. Isn't that amazing? It is. It is. And all, like you said, oftentimes we think in our flesh, we got it figured out. Well, here it is. And it ends up popping up somewhere totally different. <laughs> totally different, sir. Totally yes, different. I wonder, I wonder what would happen if we were, of course, we're completely off the subject, I guess, but I wonder what would happen if when we, if, if, if we would just, just give God the liberty of, the Bible says, cast your bread upon the waters mm -hmm. and it, it's going to come back in a multiplied, multiformed way. Isn't yes. that amazing? Yes. <laughs> You know, so now as I go out to witness and to testify, you never know. You may be talking to the girl at, you know, at, 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 the, at the cash register, you know, at Walmarts, and you may be trying to reach for her when really who's listening in on the conversation is the person that's holding the shopping cart right behind you. Yes, yes. I love it. You know, I, you know Brother Lambeth, that was at my barber shop, and this guy come in, uh, they were sitting there. He was talking to me. I noticed another guy comes in and sits down. Uh -huh. And the other, and the guy in the barber chair starts laughing at me because we believe in speaking in tongues. He said, oh, you're one of those. And so I said, well, what's wrong with that? You know, that, that's in the Bible. And he said, well, you explain it to me. If you can explain it to me, you know how it is. So I just started giving them a little Bible study right there. And I looked across the room and I seen the man. He was wiping tears. Oh my God! Sitting in my oh barber my shop. Oh my God! Said, "Sir, would you please pray for me right now?" He said, 
Oh, my God. kids are backslid. He said, oh, I don't God. know what to do. And right there, both men started crying in my barbershop. And I oh, sat down God. before I prayed with them and opened up my Bible and began to give them a Bible study. And as I laid hands on them, they just began to weep and cry. And wow. right then, it was just like their spirit just changed towards me. You know what I mean? Wow. And uh, it's amazing how God works. <laughs> what a story, sir. What a story. Yes, what a story. What a story. Yes, sir. Um, we, we, go. I'm sorry. Well, one more. I had a woman come in the other day, and she worked beside the shop that I'm in. And she come in. She said, I haven't seen your barber shop before. I was just going to check it out, introduced herself, and uh, just that's all we did. And all of a sudden, she just started crying. She goes, oh, my word, I don't know why I'm crying. And she goes, I've just really had a rough time the last few months i've lost my house my mom and dad died but you know she said i don't know what i'm doing i'm gonna leave and i said well i know what you're doing i said god brought you here and i said i'm a minister my dad's a pastor and uh, i said if it'd be all right i'd like to pray for you and right there in my barber shop she just began to weep and cry uh, she never did come to church, but I'm believing she's going to come. <laughs> I love well, how the, God works. <laughs> we, 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 we've got to believe that. We've got to believe that. We've got to believe that the the, the seed is planted, and that as it it it, it, it we we got to believe it. And you on this last story you just told, you know, how can I say it? I believe, brother Osmond. I believe. I believe that there's a lot of people that are desirous and willing. And ready to give us permission yes. to pray for him. You, you, you just said, well, with, if you'll allow me, that's what you just said. Yes, sir. I'll pray for yes, you. Mm-hmm. People have got the permission ready to allow you to pray for them. Yes. So it, it's obvious. I mean, it's not everybody. Obviously, there, you know, there's some dingbats here or there, <laughs> you know, that hate God or whatever, yes. you know, uh, obviously. But the, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. The, 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 the times of the coronavirus are times that people, despite the fact you're not supposed to touch, despite the fact you're supposed to be two yards away, despite the fact <laughs> this and this and that, the people are desperately needing to give, they're, they're, they'll give you permission now yeah. to pray for yes. them. They're, they're, needing, they're needing spiritual healing. Yes. They're needing it. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I love what God's doing. It, it, it's we 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 underestimate, Brother Osmond. We underestimate the reach that God's power has. Yes, and we we tend to think that God uh, only functions or operates in our office in your barber shop you know yes, uh, when in reality the power of god is oozing pardon the word but oozing out of your barber shop oozing out onto the street moving across the 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 uh, uh, the, 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 the the supermarket the, god knows you're in that supermarket and the devil knows you're in that supermarket yes. But the power that that trumps, uh, that that dominates, is God's power. Yes. Yeah. Uh, going back to go, going back to devil worshippers, uh, it's it's you you can pick them up when you're in a supermarket. You can pick up people that are devil worshippers. 
they began feeling very, very, very uneasy. They, they will they will walk away from you in quick, fast strides, trying to get away from you as quickly as, as much as they can because they recognize and they feel, I guess that's the best word, yep. they feel the, 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 the incredible power of the Holy Ghost that's oozing out of you. Again, that may not be a very appropriate word, but anyway, no, that's, that's my little word. It's it just, it just pouring out of you. And so, I think, Brother Osborne, it's time for us to get to, to say, ask people, would you mind if I pray for you? Yeah. You know, yeah, there's two of them they'll say no, but there's about five or six of them that will say yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. And, 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 and uh, uh, wow, wow, wow. They'll never forget what, what they'll never forget what they feel. No, no, they won't. No, they will not. I will say this and then we'll move on. The other day, uh I invited I've been inviting this man from the barbershop. He's been coming and uh we had an outside service the other day and I invited mm -hmm. him. He went to a church called uh, Faithway Baptist across town. And went to their outside service, left theirs, pulled in, and my dad was singing the first song. He pulled his truck down there, and he turned it off, and he sat there. And God absolutely moved in that parking lot. There was people, wow. there was people <laughs> driving by, taking videos and stuff because they didn't know what was going on. Uh, we were honking our horns for amening and people getting out of their cars. We weren't supposed to be doing all that, but like Dad. Dad told him, he said, I'm not responsible for what the Holy Ghost does. And we just had church. But this man, this man came up to me afterwards. He said, Drew, he said, there is something different about this church. He said, I went to the he said, I didn't, he said, I didn't feel nothing. He said, but when I pulled into this parking lot, he said, it was like something got up in my truck with me. And he said, I could just feel what your dad was saying coming at me. And uh, he said, I'm, I'm this close to just becoming apostolic. <laughs> I said, why don't oh, you? Lord. So he's, he's, he's weighing it out, weighing the options out. Some days he's all for it, and then other days he's trying all these other churches. He's been, I don't know to how many churches in this town, and he's trying to find what we got somewhere else. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Well, he's not going to find it, but I know no, what so, <laughs> But... I love what God's doing. Isn't that amazing? Yes, Lord have mercy. Yes, sir. So, Brother Lambeth, getting back to some of this, has it been interesting to you to watch America's reaction to this pandemic? Um, yes, it has. Um, I... I have a hard time understanding really what is going on uh, underneath the surface. It may be that in America, y'all are facing the same interfighting that we're facing between the president and the governor and the mayors mm -hmm. and the city councilman and the dog across town and all that kind of <laughs> yes. stuff. Um, it, 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 it is, it is, um, and there is, there seems to be a huge, which I'm not saying it's wrong, mm -hmm. but there seems to be a huge spectrum in America 
of the way that people are reacting to the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, in Brazil, we don't have that great of a spectrum, like I said, because, you know, in Brazil, it's more or less live and let die. Don't mess with me, you know. And, and if, if you don't rock my boat too bad, I don't care what you do, right. you know, and all that kind of stuff. Whereas in America, you know, it's completely different. Yes. You know, in Brazil, it's illegal to own guns or, you know, they're trying to change that, but it's illegal to own guns. In America, you know, kids, 12 and 14 year olds have shotguns you know and yeah. all that kind of stuff and america and, feels that nothing bad will ever happen to them most of america feels that way yeah that's true that's true and um that's that's very true and i'm not altogether for sure brother osmond that I, this is this is me and i'm not i'm not bad mouthing i'm just giving a personal opinion yes, sir. i'm not altogether for sure that america will be great again no sir you know no. i'm not <laughs> No, sir. I, I'm not. I'm not for sure about that. I think. I think that there's been so much damage done. I think. I. I believe that the coronavirus is very real, and yet I think it's very exaggerated at the same time. Mm -hmm. I, I. I. You know. I believe that there should be precautions, and yet I believe that there's exaggerations in that. Yes. Sir. I believe that. Uh, you know, I don't know. It, it's it's. It, I fear for the future. Do you realize, brother? Brother, I was talking with my wife today. Do you realize that basically, that everybody in America and everybody in Brazil and maybe all around the world, we have basically lost a whole year out of our lives. Yes, yes. You know, uh, kids aren't going to school. They probably will not go back this year. Uh, uh, down here, all the all the universities and everything's closed, and uh, have a lot of church people that will not graduate this year because in Brazil you are required to attend your graduation in order to receive your diploma. So if you don't have your diploma, you can't practice your field of of learning, and so there's they've lost a whole year on that. It's it, it, yes. And I don't know that there's going to be a lot of church conferences and meetings, to be real honest with you. I don't think there will be any this year. Yes, sir. I don't think there will be any this year. Uh, let's put it this way. Let's put it this mm -hmm. way. Of course, you know, I had several meetings scheduled, and they've all, all of them up to this point have been canceled. But um, I don't foresee, for me, easy travel. No, sir. Uh, you know, in other words, it's going to be hard to get in and get out. Right. Uh, and so, uh, basically, I'm stuck in Brazil. I, I, I can't go down to the airport and fly out. And I think it's more or less the same there. But everyone is sort of locked down. That's bad. Yes, That's, bad. That's bad. So, so, so do you think, do you think that, uh, let me ask you a question back. Let yes, me sir. ask the sponsor of the program. <laughs> let me turn. Yes, let me sit in your seat. Okay. Do you think that the lack or the cancellation of conferences will damage the church? Or do you think church being, you know, the apostolic movement, quote unquote? Mm -hmm. uh, or do you think that that the, that that will not make all that much difference. You know, Brother Lambeth, I I believe, you know, whenever the church comes together in unity 
things things happen. But in my personal opinion, I believe this is making the church dig a lot deeper than just the walking in the door, having our prayer meeting, having a good worship service, hearing the message. It's making us, I'm shaking my head yes right now. I agree. It's making us reevaluate mm-hmm. where our stances with God and realize that the spiritual warfare that's really going on. And I, I yes, believe sir. it's going to make for, in my opinion, better church. Taking what you're saying one step further. Yes, sir. I I believe the very same thing you said perhaps in a slightly different wording. Yes, sir. I think what is happening is that the church, the apostolic churches, let's put it that way, mm-hmm. is going back to their grassroot, uh, 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 you know, basis. I, I you know, I, I think that all the fluff yes. and the frosting has been scraped away. Mm-hmm. And I think we're back to just the basic building block sort of book of acts building block in the sense where that you know let's just let's just stick our feet on the ground here and let's work for jesus here right now at this place yes sir. it's sort of like that 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 one of david's heroes that just sort of put his feet down in the in the field of the in the bean patch and said this is where i'm gonna th- this is where we're gonna fight this is where we're gonna do it right here yes, and i think god has taken us to that yes, at least that's what's happening in brazil absolutely and here's another question for you brother lambert how should the church react as we're coming i don't know if react is the right word but that's what i have put down what how do how should the church react as we're coming out of quarantine in the next few days and weeks and planning you know, to reopen our doors. Um, one of the things that, uh, that I, you know, some of our churches are reopening in Brazil. About five or six of them opened last Saturday night. Saturday night in Brazil is a big service night. In the States, it's not. Here it is. It's the biggest service night of the week, Saturday night. Yes, sir. And so uh, four or five of our churches reopened this last Saturday night. What I have instructed the churches to do, I, I, I don't, I don't want. Uh, how can I say it? I don't want to attract unneeded attention or publicity. Maybe that's a better word mm-hmm. to what we're doing. Yes, sir. I, I'm not, I'm not the type. Of, let, let's go back to devil worshiping again. Let's go back yes, to sir. devil worshiping. Um, the devil worshippers, when they set out, they set their sacrifices on a street corner. And, uh, you know, so you, the next morning when you get up, especially from Friday to Saturday, you get up and you have these animal sacrifices, these chickens, sometimes a goat or whatever, you know, sacrificed on the corner, you know, with all these candles and all this stuff and all that. These crazy uh, uh, evangelicals these crazy some of these radical not of our church but these radical church guys they'll go by and they'll kick those sacrifices you know in jesus name and they'll kick them you know and just take them kick them all over the street (laughs) i tell our people don't do that you know so you know yeah we've got more power yeah that's that's a very 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 low level of power yeah all of that 
but we don't need to do that to get into God's graces and to have revival. Yeah. And so I think that as we reopen, I don't think it's a thing, you know, of in your face, you know, I told you, you know, I think, I think we just reopen and just, you know, because there's, there's a lot of, lot, a lot of hate out there, man. There is a lot of hate, a lot of hate. And all these hate demons and devils and these evils have come out of the woodwork. So let's just, let's just open our churches, continue having church. It's just, I have to be in your face, you know, uh, just, just, just keep on keeping on, I guess is what I'm trying to yes, say. Sir. Absolutely. Do you feel, and I know this is going to change how we do outreach. How, how do you feel that y'all are going to handle that necessarily? Um, that's a good question. It's a very good question. Um, well, one of the things, and you've, you've, you know, and I'm, I'm sure you attended one or two of our classes. You yes, know, sir. That I've, I've been, you know, the work that I've been I've doing there. I've enjoyed that very much. Thank you. Uh, yes. Yes. I think, it, I think it's very enjoyable. Um, I think that is one of, I, I think that is one of the answers that the Lord has given us. I think that the days brother 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 osmond i think the days of going uh, and this may sound i may be wrong but anyway i'll give you my personal opinion i think that the days of just going from door to door and sticking a track under the door seal you know and 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 you know or what they call those door knob handler uh, hanger tracks and all that i think those days are over with right um uh, I, I think because of social distancing and all that i think all those days are over with I think what we're going back to is going back to that one-on-one, what you just described, what happened in your in your in your in your barber shop, and what happened here. I think that's what it's going to. I, I think that we need to get out and and just where 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 do you want me to go today, God? What you know? Right. Even if it's go to go to sit on a on a sidewalk restaurant and just sit there and wait for somebody to show up and let God, you know. Yeah. I, I think that's I think that's the direction it's going. Um, I don't really think that that mass uh, advertising, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the billboards, I think those are over with. I think radio deals are over. Of course, TV's never been on anyway. But, right. you know, yes, I, I think I think all that is I don't think that's effective anymore. I, we're back. Lord have mercy. I think we're back to what we just I think the key to your conversation today we're back to that permission. Let me pray for it. I think what you said really struck. I think we're back to that. Do you mind if I pray for you kind of a thing? Do you, do you mind if we just sit down here and let me tell you about Jesus for five yes. minutes of your time? Yes. Uh, let me tell you one of the things that we did. Absolutely. That we did. And it, you're, you're the, it's your show. So no, you go right you're, ahead. You're just, go right ahead. You, you just, you call it, you call it quits when you want to. Um, Last year, what I did, I put a big sign in front of our church here at the headquarters, church, our main building, put up a big sign. And I said, on the sign, I wrote, if you want prayer, step inside the building and we'll pray for you. And I had, I had people standing on the sidewalk and people that walked by, they would see the sign and the person that was standing on the sidewalk would say, hey, if you want prayer, I'll walk you in that building. We're in church right now. Church is going on right now. I'll walk you inside the building and we'll stop service and we'll pray for you. 
And after we get through praying for you, if you want to, you can walk right back out and no one will even, you just get your prayer and walk back out. If you want to walk in and get your prayer and sit and attend service with us a little bit, you can. Yeah. But we'll stop service. If you'll just walk in there, we'll pray for you on the hour right then. Wow. You would be amazed. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about uh, the last time we did it. I think it was about 30 people. Wow. Maybe 20 that agreed to walk in. So we stopped our service 15 or 20 times <laughs> I love it. to pray for somebody. I love it. And of, let's let's round off the number 20. Let's say 20 did it. I can't remember the exact number. Okay. Of the 20, about 12 of them stayed for service. Wow. The other five walked out, but they walked out with a prayer. Yes. And with the address and with the spirit on them. So I think, brother, I think, brother Osmond, I, I think, I think, I think that you, you, you mentioned, I think I'm telling you, I think what you, what you said about your barbershop, I think that's what it's about. Yes, sir. Let's go get permission. Let's go get permission to tell them about Jesus. Do you mind if I tell you about Jesus? Do you mind if I pray for you here right now? When you ask that people will often say, they'll say, you mean right here, right now? Yeah. yeah right here, right now. <laughs> yes, sir. And you know, the amazing part about it to me is we have got the power of God in our lives because we have the truth. And I heard Brother Azar tell a story about Muslims in this country. And Muslims, mm -hmm. you know, talking Bible to them is like a Muslim coming up and talking about their whatever, the Quran, whatever yeah. it is. They still over again. They got cut off. And, so you start by about Azar, okay? Okay. Yes, and he was talking about Muslims over there. Like, when you go talk to them, about God and stuff, it just bounces right off of them because that's like a Muslim coming talking about uh -huh. their religion. It don't affect us. But Brother Azar said the difference is if he can get them to come to a church service and walk in, the one thing that's going to get them is when Ooh, they feel something. Oh, well, now we're back to talking about your 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 guy across town. So he pulls up in his pickup. So yeah. he's going to every other drive-in church or whatever. And the, where he felt yes. it was on a parking lot on the outside of a church building, of an apostolic church building. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's incredible. It is. It really is. And I think, like, like we said, I think this is, this is the church now more than ever has to stand up and make sure that the power of God is in each and every service. That's what that, that's another difference. very interesting point. And I've been, I, and I, I agree with you 100% because in it, before coronavirus, we were sort of in that mode. Well, if the church, you know, if the service didn't really fire off on all eight cylinders, we've always got, you know, Sunday night to try again. And the next Wednesday night, you know, we're in it for the yeah. long haul. Yeah. Those days are over with. I think we're going to have to have power every yeah. service. Yes. Yes. I've said that. I've said that before. The days of playing games are over. And the one message that comes to my mind, every service, I I try to, I mention it so many times, but it's a message you preached on apostolic authority. Yeah. And that's ex exactly what we've got to have is apostolic mm -hmm. authority. 
I remember that. I remember that. And I remember what I felt when I was preaching it, too. <laughs> That's what we're needing. Yes, wow. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Well, Brother Lambeth, I appreciate you so much for coming on this podcast today. I've had a great time. I have, time. too. And uh, we started going overtime from what I see. But, hey, anytime you're lonely, anytime you don't have anyone to go on, and you just want to just chit-chat about church or about outreach or about yes, whatever let's do it i love it i love it i love it yes I love sir it. i love it yes sir i appreciate you and one day we'll get to make it to okay Brazil, it won't you? be this year i promise you <laughs> <laughs> no it won't be this year <laughs> no you're right we're, we're good to leave the state yeah. right now <laughs> but we'll do it we'll do it in jesus name yes sir love you brother Lambert. god Thank bless you for you. the help Have a god good bless day. you yes sir Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's podcast. I hope it was a blessing. You can leave me a five-star review and a review on the podcast app. That would be a tremendous blessing to the podcast. And I pray that you can share this with several of your friends, and it can be a blessing. Lord willing, we will have another podcast episode released on June the 1st, and we are looking forward to that. So until then so long and I pray that God continues to pour out revival in each and every one of our cities.